Okay? Why, why will you feel God is angry with you? It's like a child trying to walk. I have children. I've seen them fall. I run and I pick them up. I don't leave them there. I don't ask them, why did you fall? I pick them up. Alright, welcome to today's episode of the Qualified Series. And I'm super excited today because um, I have somebody with me in the studio. This man is somebody I respect a lot. This man is gifted. This man is wired with a message for this generation. Some years ago, I heard him talking about sexual purity, sexual purity all over his um, wall on Facebook and um, his other accounts on the social media. And uh, I try to understand what he's talking about because um, as somebody who is born again, of course, I understand some of this concept. But he's so deep when it comes to the matter of sexual purity. And today is my singular honor and privilege to introduce in the studio today, Pastor Sidney Ahura. Welcome, sir. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. Wow. Thank you. Very good to see you here today. My honor and privilege. And you know, um, I know our listeners will not understand what it took me to bring you here today, but um, <laughs> thank you. Thank you for the sacrifice, you know, coming to the studio to talk to us about some important things. Thank oh, God, you, be, God be praised forevermore. Thank Thanks. You, thank you. All right. Today, we're here to talk about sexual purity. This has um, become like a campaign for you. Yeah. It's something that you've been pushing with the whole of your heart. Yeah. You know, you're so passionate about the youth ministry, about um, ministering to young people, yeah. especially teenagers yeah. and um, also people who have age. And um, some years ago, you started campaigning about um, the sexual purity. Yeah. And... Uh, we want to talk about sexual purity. What yeah. is sexual purity? All right. Uh, <laughs> thank you very much for that. Uh, okay. Uh, sexual purity, I, I, the way I understand it is um, abstinence from all sexual vice okay. um, so as to please or obey God. Okay. All right. So as to please, honor, obey God. Abstinence from all sexual vice, you know, so as to please and to honor God. I'm talking all sexual vice. I mean how you talk. The thoughts you accommodate, the things your eyes see, the things your ears hear, the way you dress, how you will touch or allow yourself to be touched. You know, just making sure that it's a whole uh, spectrum, okay? You're abstaining from all forms of sexual vice so as to honor and obey God. Uh, you know, because we must differentiate sexual innocence from sexual purity. Okay. okay, a sexually innocent person may be somebody who is not engaged in any form of sexual vice. But the reason they may be doing it may be because they have no opportunity, okay. all right, to indulge in sexual immorality, okay? So that may just be, you find a number of people in that, in that category, they are sexually innocent, but they are not, you can't call them sexually pure because to be sexually pure means you have a, a vice pressing hard on you, but you choose virtue, yeah, yeah. okay? So uh, it's a choice. Sexual purity is actually a choice, a decision, a commitment to abstain from sexual vices so as to honor to obey and to please god wow. all right so so that's that's how wow. i see it wow wow mm. you know uh, you know the matter of um, sexual purity mm. just like you say um a lot of people think it's something that is far-fetched yeah. and it's not easy yeah. it's not easy to attain because in a world where you have social media you have all the freedom from yeah. your parents you have all the freedom in school in colleges and all that you see sexual purity 
for so many is something that can <laughs> can never be possible with them you know but yeah. i would like you to uh, throw some more light on the safeguards of sexual purity because um by exposing these truths and letting people know how they can be able to safeguard their minds yeah. you know it will really help to cope uh, these vices like you said all right thank you thank you thank you so much i um you know the truth is that we must admit the fact that the generation we live in right now you know, is faced with more sexual pressure than any generation that has ever lived. Yeah. All right. If you put the, uh, I mean, just, just if we move just uh, maybe uh, 50 years backwards, yeah. I mean, life was more sane. Not even 50 years is so much, all right? Before the, the internet showed up, okay? Yeah. Uh, just, I, 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 the first time I, I was online um, was uh, year 2000 and something. Yeah. It was already in the new millennium. Yeah, yeah, okay, right. so let me not just push it. 50 years mm, is too much. Just, just push 20 years backward. Yeah. I mean, society was more sane. The sexual temptations and pressures were far less with the advent of the internet. Okay, of course, I'm talking about Nigeria, okay? <laughs> All right. Uh, I believe out, way out there, uh, the internet has been there longer than before we got it here yeah. and all of that. But I'm saying from when the internet showed up, the, the battle moved to yet another level. The availability, because you see, before there will be a sexual, um, uh, before you are go, you're going to uh, commit, a, uh, you know, engage in a sexual vice, there has to be opportunity. Yeah. Two things are involved. There has to be a lust and enticement. Wow. Okay, lust is the desire to do something, okay. and the enticement is the availability. Okay, to do it. All right. So there's a lot of enticement around. There's a lot of availability of opportunity to do this thing. So you, there is a greater. Uh, we need greater self-control right now to be able not to engage because it's all available. All right. Back in those days, you need to uh, have, um, you know, or go buy a magazine. Okay, to look at uh, nude pictures or stuff like that. You need to buy a book, a novel, to read or something to excite your, you know, uh, yourself sexually. But now you don't need all of that. Your phone is in your hand, and boom, you, you can just explore all kinds of possibilities. So I want to appreciate the fact that this generation is under more pressure than uh, has ever been. Okay, uh, but then, uh, but the Bible makes me understand in Romans chapter 5 verse 20. It says, where sin abounded. It says, grace abounded yet more. In fact, the Amplified Version says, grace abounds and superabounds. So as much as there is this on a seemingly overwhelming pressure to get involved sexually in the wrong way, there is abundance of grace in Christ to be able to live above it. Because when the Bible also says, the Bible also says, when darkness covers the head and grass darkness of people, upon us the glory will be seen. So there is abundance of grace, but we need to know how to tap into that grace to be able to stay above. But I want to say sexual purity is very, very possible. Wow. Very, very possible. Uh, I, I don't know if I'm going to just dabble into some of the reasons why people may be uh, finding it difficult. Though it's very possible, why they may be finding it difficult. I don't know if I should just go yeah, ahead yeah, and just yeah. Uh, yeah, say something ahead. about that. Yeah. Now, now, let me first talk about the, the, the natural, physical reasons why people may be finding it hard to uh, stay afloat sexually, why they may be finding it hard to say no to the vices, okay? Uh, one of them, I'll say the, 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 not the physical reasons. There are physical reasons. Okay. And one of them is a body equipped for sex. When young people uh, get to the stage of puberty in their lives, yeah. your body begins to be equipped sexually yeah. 
all right you begin to develop sexually sexual urges and desires pressure begin to grow on the inside of you and a lot of young people who have not been uh talked about prepared for puberty okay. are tended to experiment okay they tend to experiment because now my body is ready all right i'm feeling it i'm feeling the urge I know this thing is going to feel good. My body is telling me that. My hormones are telling me that. And so the natural thing, without proper upbringing, without proper mentorship, our young people just dive into it. Because most of the times, um, uh, uh, at family level, at the church level, young people are just told not to have sex. Okay. But most of the time, they are not told, why not? Okay, the why and the how is many times not put to them. So it, it doesn't become a conviction to them. Okay. They just feel, well, somebody just want to kill my joy. Somebody just want to make life, take fun out of life for me. So they tend to um, experiment because, you know, their bodies have become uh, equipped for it. And then there's also the deception of safe sex in our society today, where they believe that you can use a condom, you can use that, and then your sex becomes, uh, you can engage in uh, um, uh, sinful sexual behavior safely. You know, but there's not, nothing like safe sex. Okay, you may even be able to protect your body, but you damage your soul. Yeah. And your soul is of greater worth than your body. Yeah. But you see, the devil makes people to believe that their bodies are more important. Yeah. You know, I actually, I, um, I was talking to some young people about sex, uh, sexual purity, and then I brought a drink, all right? I asked them, I said, who wants to have this drink? You know, a lot of them put their hands up. It was secondary school students. So, and I took, I came with a syringe, all right, that had a... Um, um, uh, um, uh, mosquito uh, a killer inside, okay? Uh, and so uh, I, I just put a drop of it in that drink. And I asked them, I said, who wants to take this drink right now? And they didn't want to take it no more. I said, why not? I said, it's just a little drop of this uh, mosquito killer. So it's not going to affect your body. They said, no, no, they can't take that risk. I said, okay, you see that? Now, you are so careful with your body. I said, but you see, you indulge in things that affect your soul. You watch movies that have a lot of uh, ex, uh, you know, obscene uh, scenes in it. But then you say, well, it's not it's really not doing me anything, okay? It's not, it's not so high. It's just okay. Just it was just a little scene, okay? Uh, it's not really that bad. The whole movie is not a pornographic movie. It's just that was just a little part of the movie, and you tolerate that. Why? Because you really don't. You protect your body more than your soul. So that, that that's an issue. So uh, there's there's that. Uh, ideology of safe sex you're damaging your soul but you're not aware mm. because as long as your body may be protected yeah. you're fine and that's a myth it, it, it's, it's, a, it's a lie and then there's also the issue then uh, under the physical reasons also have the issue of uh, uh, the victims a victimizing victim okay. a lot of young people have been victimized sexually growing up they have been abused so they grew up with anger in their hearts and then they want to pay back take it out on other people so they become victimizing victims then there are, there are also the other category uh, of, of the vulnerable victims also. Others who have been abused and then they feel, feel like there's nothing more to protect. Okay, My, uh, it's been taken away. I, I met uh, you know, uh, a young lady who was uh, um, abused at a very young age. Her sexual innocence was taken away from her through rape. Wow. Wow. So, grew up and then people just, she's sexually, she's weak-willed sexually. She feels, what am I protecting? The person I didn't like took it from me. So if I meet anybody that I like, then why can't they have it? Because that's a vulnerable victim. Yeah. All right? Uh, all these uh, you know, natural reasons why uh, young people may be missing it. And then the societal influences are also there. Yeah. Where we're growing up in a society with inverted values. Mm. All right? Now, is it, those days, it, it was a thing of, uh, of honor to be sexually uh, pure. Yeah. You know, virginity was virginity. appreciated and all of those things. That's but right, right now, 
you know, young people who are not sexually experienced look at themselves as a, uh, like we call it, they call it Jew guys yeah, or Jew like, girls. Like you're disadvantaged. You're disadvantaged. <laughs> you're missing out. In fact, you're, you're a small boy. Yeah. And to, to be a big boy or a big girl, you need to be engaging in sex. Yeah. So we have a society with values that are invaded. So it's, it's uh, truly there are a lot of young people who are living sexually pure who are ashamed to acknowledge that they are not sexually involved. Because the world has uh, made a uh, sin look more marketable mm. than what is right. It's this perversion in society. All right? And, and that, that has made it easy for young people to flow with the tide. All right? And, and that, so under the societal influences, you know, we, we see the societal influence of today also you know, making it more difficult for younger generations. Before then, the society was structured to support sexual purity. But now it is structured against it. Okay? So young people have a a uh, bigger ball battle, and then, you know, and all of that. I was reading a magazine, I mean, a, a newspaper one time, and a lady, you know, it's a, a sex section where people write in questions and get answers. Okay. So this young girl was asking, a 16-year-old girl, and asking questions, said she's engaging sexually with her cousin, and uh, uh, her cousin doesn't want to stop. So what should she do? When she tells him they don't, she, she, she should stop this, what well, the guy doesn't want, so what should she do? But she, she shared it in very light, she, she talked about it in a very light way. Yeah. Now, this is not fornication. Mm. This is incest. But it, it sounded very normal. Well, mm. Our society has watered down values to where things that could not be ahead of years ago are now handled with such levity. All right, so we have a society that condones uh, this thing. Then, then, then the media exposure. It's another problem our young people have. The media today is a war arsenal out to make sure that to raise a generation that is sexually impure. In the media, I mean, sex is portrayed, sex is overrated. I mean, sex is so greatly overrated. They tell them, you know, the, uh, and the young people do not know that the sexual uh, uh, scenes you're watching in movies are acted. They are acted. They are not real. You know, but as you open up your heart to these things, you take in lust is planted in your heart. Yeah. You're looking at these pictures, you're looking at these things, and lust is ingrained. And when there's lust in your heart... Mm. <laughs> There's too much enticement. And when lust and enticement meet together, the Bible says, sin becomes conceived. So we have lust being shot at young people from every direction. And, you know, the media is doing, you know, a lot to, 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 you know, to program young people. And then dysfunctional upbringing. Young people are also growing up under homes where they are not loved. Okay. So there's a love drought. So young people are looking for acceptance. Yeah. They are looking for love. And when, when somebody comes along willing to offer an acceptance on the plate of sex, they are willing to give the sex away so that they can get the acceptance they are looking for. So these are, uh, maybe let me stop here, but these are, uh, are some of the things that uh, are helping, making it difficult for young people to uh, say no. Okay. Well, you, you know, um, these are very serious matters here that um, you've been able to dish out and I, I know a lot of our listeners now we just be wondering okay what if I've already fallen yeah um, what if uh, I'm engaging in sexual activities presently yeah. am I actively uh, active <laughs> yeah. in the sexual business or in the <laughs> sex business yeah. okay, see now um, is, is there a redemption yeah. is there a redemption because for we who are believers yeah. we understand that um, uh, is possible. Yeah, it is possible to have a a a, a, a rethink or a U-turn and begin yeah. to live right. Yeah. Okay, so I, I just want us to talk about um, avoiding the guilt and condemnation yeah. because a lot of people right now listening to us, yeah. um, they may be thinking, okay, 
I want to have a U-turn, but where do I start from? Yeah. Already, just like you said, already I'm involved. Yeah. Uh huh. Already yeah. I'm in it. Yeah. So, so how do we deal with the guilt and the condemnation that comes from, you know, um, the result of as a result of engaging in these sexual activities? Okay. Thank you so much for that question. This is a very key question. When I, you know, the question to deal with when I'm talking to Christian young people, because basically, um, my, my my focus is Christian young people. Okay. All right. Um, this is it. Guilt and condemnation is the cord that the devil uses to tie you to your sin. Okay. When you operate in guilt and condemnation, you can never be free okay. from what you're guilty about or what you feel condemned about. Okay. You can never be free. So young, young people are confused. They wonder why they, they, they get involved sexually, masturbation, pornography, fornication, adultery, whatever it is. They get involved in it and they feel bad about it. And they're wondering, why am I going, why do I keep going back to what I feel bad about? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, now, okay, but this is, this is one of the missing things most of the time, guilt and condemnation. When you feel that God is angry with me because I messed up sexually. Okay. I've spoken with, spoken with Christian young people, they come to me, you know, masturbation, I'm struggling. Young guys come to me, I'm struggling. And a lot of them, I talk to me, discover that there's condemnation. They feel, look, God is angry with me because I have messed up. God is angry with me because I've missed the mark. So as long as you feel that way, you cannot be free because the grace to be free mm. is in Christ. Yeah. It's in Christ. It's in God that you're going to find the grace to be free. But condemnation and guilt shields you. Mm. It shields your heart. It disconnects you from the grace of God that can set you free. All right? And, and this is, if you read the book of John chapter 8, it's a very powerful story there. A woman was caught in adultery and brought to Jesus. Yeah. And then Jesus, you know, made a statement to, uh, you know, to the, uh, the, the, the accusers. Yeah. You know, uh, you know, we're going to talk about this another day. The question of where was the man? Yeah. You know, that, that's a question. That's a series on its own. Where is the man? You know, because we keep seeing that the man is always missing in action. Yeah. The woman was caught in the very act, but yet the man was not there. Yeah. You know, and, and the, the question has been standing over generations. Where is the man? But we're going to talk about it another time. Okay. So Jesus was able to ask the people, he that's without sin, cast the first stone and all of that. So the, 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 the accusers went away. But then Jesus raised his head and asked the woman, where are your accusers? She said, they've gone. Then Jesus said, look, I do not condemn you. Go and sin no more. Now, before now, I thought Jesus was advising her. I said, look, okay, now that I didn't condemn you, as you're going back, just make sure that uh, you try. I just get it right now. No. He wasn't advising her. The capacity to go and do no more was in the fact that he did not condemn her. Yeah. When you are not condemned... You receive grace to stand and to say no. There is grace to say no. The Bible says in the book of Titus, chapter 2, from verse 11 down, it said the grace, to, uh, um, the, grace, um, of, um, the grace of God to bring us salvation has appeared to all men, teaching us to say no to all forms of ungodliness and to live self-controlled lives in this present age. There's a grace to say no, but you cannot access this grace if you feel condemned. When you feel condemned, when you feel God is angry at me, you run away from God. Yeah. You see, this is, the, this is what happens. See, when you sin, it's your heart that pulls away from God. Mm -hmm. It's not God it's that not pulls God. away from That's you. Right. In the Garden of Eden, God already knew that Adam sinned. God is omniscient. He knows everything. Yeah. But he still came to meet with Adam at the appointed time. Right. It, but what happened? When Adam heard the footsteps of God in the garden, mm -hmm. Adam ran away. Yeah. That's what happens. When you feel you sin, what happens is that your heart begins to run away. Because you feel God is angry with me. But I want to let you know that God can never be angry with a child that is struggling.
understand. That's right. What I tell young people is this. The fact that you're not happy with the sin is because you have not taken side with the sin. Yeah, you have not accepted that sin as a lifestyle. Mm. All right? And as long as you have not taken side with sin, you have not taken side against God. When you take side with sin, you are taking a side against God. But when you, take a, when, you, when you take a side against sin, you committed a sin and you didn't side with that sin. You know that this sin is a sin. This is wrong. All right? You judge that sin. Okay? Why, why will you feel God is angry with you? It's like a child trying to walk. I have children. I've seen them fall. I run and I pick them up. I don't leave them there. I don't ask them, why did you fall? I pick them up. When the prodigal son took the money the son, the father gave to him and went and squandered it in the, on, on prostitutes. When he came back, the father didn't as much as ask him, what did you do with the money? This is the attitude of God. For every child that always turns back to him. That's why Jesus, the, I mean the Bible says in the book of Hebrews chapter 4, he said, let us therefore come boldly, boldly. before God's throne of grace to obtain mercy and grace to help us in time of need. Wow. Normally, I should not be bold when I need mercy. Mm. When I am done, done something, you okay, uh, 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 minister team, assume I've offended you. And then, I'm coming before you to seek reconciliation. I can't be coming boldly, man. <laughs> I'll be coming crawling because I, I don't know how you may respond. I don't know whether, uh, what, 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 maybe I did something really bad, you know. I'm wondering, oh God, I hope he's going. But for God, we already know his response. Wow. <laughs> so, 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 so awesome to be with you today also. And, Thank you, um, sir. We're not done with this. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Like you know, for once of time, we don't want this episode to be so lengthy. So we're just going to do this again in the next episode. And just to appreciate you and to thank you for always honoring our invitation. And just to let you know, our listeners, you guard your heart, guard your heart, guard your heart. Very important.